Oh my gosh. What's up, everybody? Man, welcome back to another The Sermon Review is what we're calling this, right? This, I think so. The Sermon Review or just Sermon Review? Oh, The Sermon Review. The Sermon, sermon Review. Sermon review. Welcome back to The Sermon Review. Man, um, no, I just wanted to give you guys a shout out really quick. Um, this last weekend, some of you guys had come up to James and I, and um, and even in past weeks, even to Nathaniel, just said no, how much nobody, of a... Nobody's talked to me about it. Oh, really? Yeah, they've been ghosting oh, me. Oh, sorry, dude. I thought you got... Anyway. Well, you guys had come up and said how much, uh, how cool of a blessing this was to go live and to talk about the sermon and deep dive into the scriptures and really kind of talk about the things that were left on the cutting room floor, uh, as it were. So um, I'm excited. So thank you guys for tuning in and for doing that. Um, and for being nice. And for being nice. Absolutely. So yeah, I would like to reiterate, not to me, but to these guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the other thing here too is, is that for the first time, I think we actually have the three of us sitting at the table yeah, the to gang's talk about gang's all here. We are all here. We got the gang back together. Isn't that a yeah. thing? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, so this week... Um, we were talking about the wisdom, wisdom and money, um, a really, really great scripture. Um, I'm actually, James, do you have it with you? I'm going to put you on the spot this time. I'm just bringing up the outline right now. Dude, I Ooh. got it, man. You got it? Watch yeah. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Or, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. before you get you into it? that, oh, that okay. he's speaking about outline, did you want to talk about the... Oh, I do want to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. talk about it. Okay, no, so brother. viewers out there in the yeah. world that may not know this, okay, James... You put this together, right? Is that right? Can I give yeah. credit to you? Yeah, okay, I'll take so, some credit. Yeah. So <laughs> sure. Sure, I'm just tossing it out at this point. Yeah. So James is really the mastermind behind this. And uh, on the website that I'm sure you guys are familiar with, sheltercovelive.com, you can go to interactive sermon notes. And boy, are they interactive because they trigger something in my little monkey brain that I just absolutely love. You get taken to, on that interactive sermon notes link, you get taken to this page that is literally just that. It's the notes. And it has all of these blanks, right? So for example, for this weekend, it was wise people are not enslaved to, and there's a blank right there, and it's blue. You can type on it. You type in our first point, people mm-hmm. or things, and the blue line that underlines it turns green. And yeah. it's like my little monkey brain like really likes that little That's switch. Right. And I'm if like, you type yes. in the wrong thing, if you'd have said whatever it wasn't, yeah. you know, the right answer at that point, it would have uh, highlighted in red and told you that you could reveal the right answer if you want. Really? Or it could tell you to yeah. try again. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It no, makes, it's a really cool way to be engaged. I mean, if you're not using fun. these interactive sermon notes, my, my advice would be to check them out. Um, they're a great way. And you can type in your own notes, too, and then yeah, you can that's right. email them yourself. It's like a PDF. And, Dude, really? Yeah, yeah check that out, man. You tap cool, that yeah. little button, get your own spot. You can type in whatever you want. Pastor Jeremy's <laughs> looks really good today if you want to type that in. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, well, I don't only Kelly's, typing hopefully that Kelly's in. the only one doing that. <laughs> and then, yeah, you can email it right at the very bottom. Wow, You can email it to yourself. I'm living in the Stone Age. email it to people who... Or not you, because it's random people. Yeah, just send it to people who needed to read the sermon notes. That's fine. <laughs> that need to read the jail. So yeah, that's good. also available on the app as well. So if you're not using that tool, for sure, get involved on that. Um, yeah, I, I use it every week, and I love using it. I, I just sent it. it to you. Oh, thanks. Your work email. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Thanks for sending me Anyways, that. so yeah, make sure you do that. That's how I followed along with the sermon. That's awesome, dude. Um, so if you saw me on my phone, that's what I was doing. Just as a last uh, plug to that, yeah. it, is the QR code for that, there's a QR code that's up on the screens, right, on the LED wall that we have. Mm-hmm. Is that the same one? Because I saw it this week, and I think for the first time, it's like, no, scan for the if notes. You're, if you're new, or you can connect. Oh, that, that one, yes. Ones. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that'll take you to the notes. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, so Or if, if you, you have the app, it'll just be right there on the front page of the app. It'll update oh, every single week. Yeah. So just so yeah. you guys are aware, because there's lots Future. of QR codes in our main sanctuary, so sure. we're talking about the QR code that's on our, on our screen on the stage, not the one that you'll find on the seat. For those of you guys that don't go to Shelter Cove, you should come and see this QR code that I'm talking about, then you won't be out of this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, I did just receive the email. <laughs> so there's my notes, James. So can okay, you follow guys. along, please? Well, let's get into it because um, J.O. brought a super, super convicting message this week about wisdom and money. Um, and, it, there's just, and even before we started, I was telling you guys both, right? Like even just reading through my Stone Age paper notes here, like I am still processing some of these points that he made that are really good. So I want to dive into it. But wisdom and money... Um, Nathaniel, will you pray for us and our viewers so that oh, we can dive yeah. into this? I could do that. Please Man, do. double dipping on prayer. I prayed right before this too. God, we come before you. We just pray that you'd open up our hearts and our minds uh, to what you have for us. Yes. God, as we continue to dive into your word, continue to unpack what Pastor Jeremy brought this weekend, what yeah. you ultimately gave to him to share with us, God. We just yeah. will ask that you help us illuminate it, show us it in a new way. Lord, for some of these scriptures we might be familiar with, just kind of reveal something new or a different facet of your word that's living, 
God, we just are reminded of that. And so we, uh, yeah, and we also just pray we have a good time as we yes, do it. Lord. God, we love you. We praise you. It's your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, bro. Well, guys, Got you. let's go out to point one. So um, I know that you kind of teased it already, Nathaniel. Wise yeah. people are not enslaved to people or things. Um, man. Crazy, crazy point already, just to start off the message. Do you guys have any thoughts? I mean, I have stuff, but I don't want to monopolize here. Well, kick us off, Victor. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, he references two scriptures that I want to just quickly share with our listeners. So we have Proverbs 22.7, which is um, the rich rules over the poor, and the, bor- the borrower, excuse me, is slave to the lender. That's one that, um, if you guys are familiar with Dave Ramsey, it's another person that we make lots of references to in this uh, sermon. Um, he uses this scripture a lot in a lot of his content, so that's super good and super pointed, right, especially for this topic. The next one that he has is uh, Hebrews 13.5, uh, which is to keep yourself from the love of money, and so we kind of dive into a little bit about how um, a lot of the times, um, some people will say, you know, well, the, the root of all evil is money. Money's the root of all evil, but it's not that. It's the love of money that, you know, gets you into this sort of messy situation. And so I think for me, this kind of gets us into a, um, a conversation about priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, that it was convicting, right, is knowing, like, okay, are my priorities set straight to where I understand that, like, God is above my money, um, and I'm not putting my, my trust in that. So that's kind of some of the things that I took away from that first point. Yeah. I love how practical this kind of like for the whole message this past weekend. Like I like how practical it is. Like yeah. we, you know, w- one of our values is generosity. And so we, we talk about it um, as often as we talk about our other values of things that are important to us. But mm-hmm. I think beyond just a generosity kind of character trait, this is like super practical stuff like thinking about like Dave Ramsey like he's very practical as much as he is biblically based right and so I thought I was really blessed by that um some of the the practicalities of this it's not just um maybe another sermon to kind of encourage us and spur us onto a generous heart but it's really going to give us some good principles to live by Mm -hmm. so that was just like one of my takeaways for this first point yeah I mean my mind instantly went to uh besides these scriptures like thinking about how Jesus says that we can't serve both God and money and how yeah. like we can be serving money without even realizing it. And, and when we do that, we don't end up serving it. We end up being enslaved to it. Um, it's something really cool. Like if you serve anything else other than God, I think you become enslaved to it. But when you mm. serve God, like that relationship stays with, with that. So the passage I'm referencing is in Luke 16. Jesus, and I like how Luke writes it as opposed to the way Matthew writes it. Sorry, Matthew. Um, <laughs> Luke writes it in, in a really cool way. He says, um, one who, this is starting in verse 10 of, of chapter 16, one who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Mm. So I just think about that. Like, we have been entrusted, right? Like, he, he writes here, if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, like, ultimately, it's God providing all of these things. And so we need to make sure we're faithful to serve him with it and not think of it as its own master in our lives, yeah. not to be enslaved to it. No, I think you make a really good point there. And, and two things that stood out to me that he mentioned, J.O. mentioned in this first point, um, is that um, on the dollar bill, it says, in God we trust. Mm-hmm. And he said specifically, he goes, it's almost as if it's there to serve as a reminder to us that even though this is the, the currency that we carry, our trust shouldn't be in this, but it should be in, in God, right? I thought that was really powerful. And then the second thing that really stuck with me too that he said, it was almost like one of those one-liners that you're like, ooh, that wasn't in the notes. I'm going to write that down. It was, um, our trust is not in God, but in our bank account. Mm -hmm. That really hit me. Um, I just think that it's so easy, I think, nowadays, right? It's all about money. And and especially, um, we're not... I mean, inflation is just nuts. Everything is going up. Cost of living, cost of gas, cost of groceries, cost of, you name it, it's, it's going up. And so, Taco Bell. Hey, man. That's really hitting my budget. <laughs> and that's saying something, that it's Taco Bell. Yeah. It's not even that, you know? Hey, McDonald's, McDonald's changed their do- uh, drinks from a dollar to a dollar twenty-nine, and I almost had a heart attack. What? Yeah. That was, that was a while ago. That was a bit ago. Yeah. Really? Listen, man, I think you, you, gotta be, know these things you might be enslaved pastor. to Taco Bell. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> you got to know, I, man, wise people are not enslaved to people or I things. I almost wore my Taco Bell shirt today. Of and course, I'm really did you really? Yeah, which oh, I do have one, by the way. Anyways. Humble flex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think... It's uh, not a flex. Okay, sorry. There's something telling in the word enslaved here, and I think mm. it's a powerful word, and it conjures up a lot of um, pretty vivid imagery. It's a strong word, right? The, the idea of enslaved. But I think it's absolutely accurate in that we become... Uh, held in captivity under something. We become so tied to it and attached to it in terms of our identity, our who we are on any given day is based on how secure we feel, yeah. based on how full our bank account is yeah. um, or how well we're doing financially. And if you're letting your identity rise and fall based on those things, you're, you're going to be a, a hot mess the sure. majority of the time because it will change. Even the value of the dollar, yeah. right? You think about the currency itself. You said the currency itself, in yeah. God we trust. Right. The reason being that currency itself fluctuates. Like you look at, I'm from England originally. You look at the pound versus the dollar right now. Mm. It's different than what it was 20 years ago. Sure. And that's because of where the dollars moved and the trust in the currency has changed. Mm. And so are you going to put your trust? Are you going to be enslaved to something that is so viscous and moving and ever-changing? Mm. Or are you going to put your trust in something that is eternal, everlasting, steadfast, immovable? Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to here. Are you putting your trust in the Lord or is your trust in the security of money and riches and wealth? Dude, well said. Mm. Wow. Write it down. It might be the only good thing I say today. So. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be. I'll speak that right now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I got yeah, you. I doubt we'll it. Hey, we're talking about the sermon this weekend. It's not going to be the only good thing. Insights are, are mm. uh, unique in that way to each person, and that was a perfect example of that, dude. Seriously, super yeah. well said. The only pounds I'm familiar with is the scale, and that definitely fluctuates for me. <laughs> well, I'm familiar with that too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Nathaniel, take us into point number two. I will happily do that. My phone's in battery here. Oof. Okay. Ooh, got it. Point number two is wise people work hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Um, I mean, there's so much to be said on this point. I think about how challenging it is when the Bible says that everything we do, we work as unto the Lord, yep. as opposed to um, our boss or that's our Colossians manager. Colossians 3.23, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. And so I think that's just such a challenging thing. Like for, for those of us who are in a role like this, like a pastoral role that we're in or a ministry role, like it's really easy for us to be like, oh yeah, ultimately our boss, you know, just <laughs> Pastor Jeremy Thiessen, but also like our boss is, God, we're doing his work. But yeah. I think even more so when we are in the workplace, like when we're in the the market, the public square, right? Um, yeah. It's might be even more challenging for us to think like, oh, I'm working unto Jesus at this job that I have, like mm-hmm. cleaning the pool or mowing the lawn or working at Amazon or working, running a business. And you know what I mean? And I think it's a challenging thing to think that way. I know that... Um, when I was at Target before this, and I was just working that good old retail job, um, man, was it hard to remember that I was working as unto the mm-hmm. Lord when my manager is was being a punk and I didn't want to do something or um, I had to, yeah, pretty much that, when I didn't want so to do something, right? You didn't right? want to do something, but it was your manager that was the punk. Well... <laughs> They're probably not watching this, but um, anyways. <laughs> I don't think it matters now either way. Yeah, that's true. I hear you, though, and yeah. I think I, I think that a lot of people, and we can get down on a tangent uh, on the, the theology of work, I think a lot of people will end up mistaking um, their work, or th- their, their job for their calling. And what I mean by that is that you're, you're called to be a minister of the gospel, whatever your job is. Yeah. And so for us, there's some weird crossover, right? Because sure. we are, we're on staff at a church, and so things are yeah. a little different for us. But you can work wherever. You can work, um, you know, whether it's Target, Taco Bell, uh, you know, wherever you work at, um, you are called to be a minister of the gospel through the way that you that you do your work, and I think I, Pastor Jeremy was spot on the money here. I think if you spot are on the money. <laughs> spot on the money, yep, nice, nice. yep, love it. Uh, I think that if you're working in the secular workplace, I think you should be different. You should be the standout person. You yeah. should be the hardest worker uh, of the bunch because your work in and through your work, you're honoring God. Yeah. You're you're doing everything unto Him, and you go back to you know. I think even Pastor Jeremy said this as well, the whole idea of in the garden, you know, mm-hmm. our first edict mm-hmm. as humans was to work. And yeah. so obviously there's this idea of the way that we honor God through our work. And I want to encourage, there, there's probably somebody listening to this who's thinking, man, there is no way that my job honors God. 
and that might be true, but the way that you work in your job, that can honor God. Yeah. Um, and that's up to you to make that choice. But I think so many people get confused with this idea between job and calling. Hmm. Your calling is whatever your job is. Hmm. You're just to be a minister to their gospel while you do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. Um, for me, one of the things that stood out for wise people work hard, and I just wrote it down right now because you reminded me, but it's something that I hear a lot, I think, with other people. is, um, And I put it down here, just really straightforward entitlement. Um, I think a lot of people get into this this uh, crux where they're talking about, like, well, I worked hard for this money. I don't even like my job. I don't like my boss. I earned this. Why now am I expected or asked to give 10%, any of it for that matter, to a church? Mm-hmm. Why? Everything that you do, and, and, and we talked about Colossians 3.23, mm-hmm. which is you do everything under the Lord, and that's fine. But everything that you do, you're able to do because the Lord has allowed you to do it. So really, everything that I, you own, everything that you work for, everything that you could ever like, attain is because God has allowed you to be there. And so in that, I mean, I know the biblical thing is 10%, right? It says it's a good starting place. It's 10% is just kind of, it's easy, it's doing that. Even if you go beyond, good for you. But everything, 100% of everything that you have in your life that is good, it comes from God. And so the 10%, I mean, what's, what's yeah. 10%? And that's out of James 1 as well. Every good and perfect gift is from our Father above. Mm-hmm. Everything good in your life comes from God as it is. And, mm-hmm. and so when you're giving, uh, what helped me with this, I've always been a fairly, I would say up to a few years ago, I've been a cynical giver. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I want to know where the money's going. Sure. I want to know, I, I will say with being at Shelter Cove, that's become a, a, a lot easier just because of how transparent we are with, with everything yeah. uh, from a financial standpoint. But I was always very cynical as to where the money was going in my previous churches. I'm like, well, okay, but should I, is, am I going to give to that? Because it's not going where I think it should be going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think in reality, there, there's kind of a, uh, what helped me was the recognition that, man, I'm not giving out of what is mine. I'm giving back to God what's his. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that reframing that really helped me, oh, okay, well then this is, it doesn't matter at that point. Yeah. Um, not to mention, I mean, my granddad gave me some great advice as I was dealing with some of that stuff in, in previous churches. And hmm. uh, he was able to say, well, listen, if you don't trust, if you don't trust where the money's being spent, then why are you going to that church? Wow. Uh, yeah. Why are you? Why are you there? And so wow. that was yeah. what helped me through that. But I think you know, giving back to God, you are giving back to God when you give your finances. Mm-hmm. You're not giving what's yours. Yeah, no, that's really powerful, man. Thank you for for expanding on that. It's awesome. Yeah, like how you say reframe, because it's like what I was thinking as you guys were sharing was like it's yeah. it's a perspective thing. Like how do you view money in general? But then also yeah. like how do you view what you're given? How do you view what you're able to give back? And like, I think that perspective is really what Proverbs is kind of driving at is like, just for you to see the world the way that God sees it, to see everything, right? Like yeah. we're going to get into our next point. We're looking at some people in particular, right? Like how do we view them? Yeah. But also um, just for, yeah, how do we view money as it, do we view it as a master? Do we view it as something that is our security, our trust? Mm-hmm. How do we view um, our work and yeah. how do we see it? I think is really, really important. And, and that comes from just time spent. Like I know how my wife sees the world because of the time I spend with her. And so like, Mm. if you want to know how God sees the world, like you need to spend time with him, you need to be in his word. And that's how you're going to get that perspective ultimately. So I really like how you said that re kind of like the reframing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. James, will you take us into point three? Yeah. So point three was wise people help the poor. A uh, couple of the verses that Pastor Jeremy used here were Proverbs fourteen twenty one. Uh, whoever despises his neighbor is a sinner, but blessed is he who is generous to the poor. Uh, Proverbs twenty two nine. The generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. Uh, and then Proverbs twenty eight twenty seven. Those who give to the poor will lack nothing, uh, but those who close their eyes to them receive many curses. I I there's always been. Um, in the Christian life, the idea that the, the Christian, the follower of Jesus, should be engaged in meeting the needs of the poor uh, in some way, shape, or form. Not everybody agrees necessarily on the best way to do that, <laughs> but I think it's, you know, it's a, a common, common knowledge thing that we're to help the poor. And so to put some scripture to that, 
um, was awesome. But to hear from Pastor Jeremy, one of the things that I found super valuable was just him talking about some of the things that maybe he did with his kids or what his dad did with him mm-hmm. um, on how to instill that at a young age. And so I'm a, I'm a new parent. My wife and I are, hey, you know, yeah, five and a half months into having a kid. And obviously he's not there understanding any of this yet. But He's looking, really good with money. <laughs> Dean is crushing it yeah, right now. He's really good with our money. He spends yeah. it well. Um, but no, I'm thinking of the future. I'm like, how am I going to instill in our son this idea of helping the poor? And Pastor Jeremy just rattled off some great things. The idea of, you know, he took his family down to like buy cheeseburgers and like give out to people. And yeah. with the point of having Jesus conversations, mm-hmm. um, but just using that as a gateway. And I, I super love this point. And I think that sometimes we can get lost in the whole uh, idea of, of church and of each other. And, and church can become quite an internal thing. Yeah. Uh, and we got to remember that people are going through stuff in every walk of life. And that's mm-hmm. why I love that we have the helping hands thing that we do. Yeah. Um, you know, a benevolence yeah. fund. We have our law enforcement benevolence fund. Yeah. There's things that we have here at the church that are in place to help. And so when we say wise people help the poor, I'm yeah. confident in saying that I think Shelter Cove is being wise in this area. But it challenged me on a personal level. Sure. Yeah. Something really stood out to me here as I was thinking about this this morning on the way in. Um, and I'm still... I don't know. I guess it kind of references the last point. Wise people work hard. Um, wise people help the poor. I think sometimes, um, for me personally, I, I can kind of confuse the two from being poor and being lazy. Hmm. Like sometimes I see people and, and the first thing that goes into my head is like, and, and I'm sure it's probably happened to a majority of people too, and you see homeless people or people that are in need and you're like, man, just get a job, bro. Hope I'm not the only one. Like I'm showing my, kind of, my cards a little bit here. I'm, I hope I'm not the only one thinking that, right? You're driving down and you're like, man, why doesn't you just get a job? Like, why don't you just go and work? Um, and I don't know. And I'm sure there's lots of other things that go into that that I'm unaware of. Um, I've, I haven't had to deal with that, and I'm blessed to say that. But that was one of the things that crossed my mind this morning, is that poor people, wise people help the poor, not the lazies. And, and I don't know if there's a, dis- a distinction that needs to be made there, but that was one of the thoughts that came to my head without really thinking all the way through. As we get as we get further down into this sermon outline, this is more of the things that I haven't processed yet, as I was saying in the beginning, right? Like I'm still processing raw. through. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not very well thought through, but that was one of the things that occurred to me. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the, my thought there is like, yeah. it's, um, what is my thought there? It was there. Mm. I think it's like the the way you do it, right? Like I think there's really helpful ways to bless others right and then mm-hmm. there's probably like not helpful ways to bless others like I'm thankful that my parents like when I got out of high school and started like to be at community college like yeah. they weren't they, they were very much like hey we're gonna help you out like you can still stay with us and all that stuff but like we're gonna start spurring you on to greater things right like yeah. I knew at that point like the relationship with my parents had changed to where like okay they're gonna be helping me because I'm just a poor broke boy but at the same time they're going to be spurring me on to greater things so like right. they they aren't content for me to just stay like a bum on their couch Lazy. going to school right they were they were content with that but at the same time they recognized that there might have been a need in that sure. and so like they helped me get a job and they helped me you know get to college and and sure. that kind of stuff at community college at the time right so i think it's a lot about the how you mm-hmm. do it um you know thinking about like there's the context when, when this was going through was like they definitely had um, people who couldn't work, right? Like sure. James talks about helping the widows and things like that. And so for them, it wasn't a matter of laziness as much as like they kind of, it was, they were, they were just kind of down on their life cir- circumstances, right? And so sure. being able to bless people and kind of we are always responsible for what people do with the blessings that we might extend to people, right? Sure. But our responsibility is to obey God when he, when he writes. Wait, what are some of your thoughts about that, James? No, I, I don't know that I have much further to add there other than to say, um, Vic, I, I appreciate your uh, willingness to be raw and honest there. I, I'll, I'll stand right there with you. I've been in that spot of, you know, someone stood before me and um, they're clearly someone in crisis or in need in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And my immediate thought has been, you know, okay, have you done everything to get yourself out of your current situation? Right. As if that was going to be a roadblock to my offering to, yeah. to help, you know. Yeah. Okay, well, if you haven't done everything, then I'm not going to jump in. And I yeah. think that's the wrong 
I think that is the wrong way to look at it. I, I don't think it means, I don't think that helping the poor in this context means, okay, we're, we're giving up everything. We're selling every belonging that we have to give to homeless people. I don't think that's what, um, uh, necessarily a biblical view of giving to those in need. But I think an other's first mentality where you're walking mm. around with your eyes open to people who need the love of Jesus, right. thinking, how can I show the love of Jesus at this time? And for some people, uh, it might be buying them a cup of coffee. It mm-hmm. might be, okay, it's a cold morning, and man, this this person's clearly been sat out here all night. Let me buy you a cup of coffee and a breakfast sandwich. Like, Let me let me sit with you for a little bit and, and just... Company, I think, is is something that um, are a lot of people are in need of. Yeah. Um, but when we say in need, when we say poor people, I think really uh, people's biggest need is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And yes, there are physical needs that we can help meet. And yes, I think we should do that. Yeah. But every time we do that, we got to be focused on the biggest need being Jesus. That reminds mm-hmm. me of the story of, um, is it, oh gosh, I'm going to butcher this. Is it uh, Peter and John, the man at the gate? When they heal, yeah. Mrs. Uh, ri- yeah. Silver and gold have an outer. I can't remember riches and money. I have. Yeah. Essentially, I don't have the the financial means to give you anything, but in the name of Jesus, get up and pick up your mat and walk. Right. Yeah. right. And so I think that kind of that's the story that came to mind there. Um, yeah. And he says it in a really cool way. He says, "But what I do have, I give to you." Yeah. In the name of Jesus, oh, pick yeah. up your mat and walk. Thank you. And so that's yeah. really cool. And I'm glad you mentioned that, James, because like I think there's a tension that we have to hold of like. Um, let's keep the main thing, the main thing, like the gospel is going to be the solution to any of life's or culture's problems, right? Like our nation's problems. It's like, it's always the gospel. Like, let's keep the main thing, the main thing. But the tension is like, okay, let's not extend a prayer when we can maybe extend a helping hand at the same time. Right. right. Like, let's, let's hold the, them together. You don't want to be the guy walking past the, you know, the Samaritan who's on the, you know, or yeah, that's, the, yeah, right, the, exactly. the guy that's on the ground walk by, you know, I'll pray for you, man. Just keep on going. Like where we can help, I think we should help. Um, I think that it's in today's culture, I think it's gotten difficult to discern the best way to help. Yeah. Um, Because things like drugs exist. Things like uh, alcoholism are rampant in the homeless community. And and so knowing how to help in the best possible way. And that's why I think that partnering with people like, and Pastor Jeremy mentioned this, partnering with people like the Modesto Gospel Mission, Mm -hmm. people who know this. They know this world inside and out. They know exactly what they're doing. They have teams trained to be able to execute uh, on the ground level. Mm-hmm. I think that partnering with them might be the kindest way to to be able to instill some change in that area because yeah. I don't know enough. I can meet a need. I can buy a coffee. I can I can buy a, a hamburger or whatever. Sure. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to know the best way to to carry someone forward through. Modesto Gospel Mission does, and that's yeah. I'm, they're one of the organizations I'm so proud that we partner with. Yeah. And I love the work that they do. And man, you got to check it out if you don't know what they do. Yeah. Uh, come find us here on the weekend, or or check out their website. They're yeah. doing some really awesome stuff. Yeah. Dude, that's incredible. Yeah, no, this is a, a really good point. Thank you guys for kind of walking through with me truthfully. I'm just about that thought that I had that was raw. I like yeah, the way man. you put that. It was just like un- unthought. Uh, point number four. Let's go to the next one. Wise people honor God and put him first. Um, in this section, um, there's a couple things that um, Pastor Jeremy talked about that were really, really great. Um, he references, um, he said, the seven different kind of characteristics of, of people who handle finances, the hoarder, the spender, the avoider, the hater, the manipulator, the show-off, and the giver. Is that seven? Go ahead and put in the comments which one you are. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Self-identified. So I thought that that was really good. And there's lots of different descriptions that go with those. I didn't didn't happen to write those down. I'm not sure if they're in the digital notes, but I didn't write them down. I have them. Do you? I want them, yep. The hoarder, uh, money gives me security. The spender, money gives me rewards. The avoider, money and bills stress me out. The hater, money is evil and dangerous. The manipulator, money buys me influence or control. Hmm. The show-off, money gives me status through possessions. Or the giver, money is how I show God and people love. Well, I'm going to be, I'll be the first to show my cards. I know you said put it in the chat or in the comments or whatever, but I'm, I'm just going to go on because I feel like I want to go there and I'm going to do it. So uh, for me, I've, I feel like I identify with several of these, if I'm being honest with you. So giver is one of them. Let's just get that out of the way first because I'm about to show you how horrible of a person I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's worth clarifying really quick before like, oh, sure. Person. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that uh, it could be a lot of these different things. It yeah. Could, it could change over time. Right. Sure. Like, 
a lot, like like with most uh, ways to uh, describe yourself, it could change over time. Yeah. So, so give, Dude, her, uh, give oh. Victor a time. I was excited to hear yeah. just how bad a person he is. <laughs> oh, right. I'm a giver. Let's stop there. No, just yeah, kidding. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, no, give her. Let's get that out of the way because I do do that. Um, I love this church. I love what they're doing. Um, so that's I'm happy to do that. Uh, the other thing that I am is I'm definitely um, spender avoider, probably somewhere in like a, a good dynamic of those mm. two. And then also mm. show off probably those three of these. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'll match. I'll match you. I'll yeah, I'll put the cards on the table too. Here, I'll say I would not. I I give my wife and I give. We prioritize uh, tithing every single month. I would say to to say that money is how I show God and people love. That's a fairly recent development for us. I oh, don't think awesome. that that's a. I don't think that that's always been there, but I yeah. think we're getting to that point. Good for you. Guys. I think that I personally, um, I think. Probably the hoarder money gives me security. Knowing there's money in the bank, I think yeah. you know I just feel better about it, and sure. which I think is somewhat natural. Um, but then also uh, the spender, mm-hmm. money gives me rewards. I uh, you know hey, I love hitting Amazon. I love I love getting the the next tech for me. Coffee is my thing. It's a specialty yep. coffee, like the next specialty coffee gadget or some fancy specialty coffee. Name uh, drop the best uh, the best coffee shop in Modesto. Uh, the, that you like to go Modesto? to, yeah. That you like to go to. There's a couple of good ones. There's, um, there's the one inside of, uh, what is it, Cornucopia? The yeah, oh, the Cafetina. Cafetina, yes. Yeah, inside okay. of Corn, uh, Cornucopia, the health food place, and then uh, Preservation's always a, mm-hmm. a good, a good hang as well. Okay. But I will say, our coffee shop here at the church is oh, the yeah. best when it's open. Yeah. Yep. Um, Please continue. Services. So co- specialty coffee. You were talking about. Yeah, the and you so like I spend. like to spend money. I like to spend yeah. money on that, and I, you know, I love getting that feeling of of unwrapping something. You know, when it yeah. gets home. Now I've had to dial back on that. <laughs> Obviously, I've, th- this whole list speaks to your relationship of money, and if your mm. relationship to money is anything other than purely the giver, there's going to be a little bit of of play here. You, sure. you know, you're never going to be entirely one thing or another. I think right. that that's well said. Um, but I think it's all about your your relationship. Are are you purely the manipulator? You know, money buys me influence and control. Mm-hmm. That's not healthy. Right. As much as you know, money gives me security is probably not a healthy way to to view money. My security should be in in the Lord, in right? Christ. Yeah. So. Well, I was going to say too. So, viewers and, and people that are tuning in are going to watch this back later. As you guys go through this, um, just be please be really really honest with yourself. This yeah. list is only going to be as valuable as you are honest. So if you're not willing to be honest with yourself about like, you know what? Yeah, I actually, I am, I am a hater with my finances. Like I just hate, I forget what the description was, but uh, the idea being that I just don't want to deal with it. Right. Or maybe that's the avoider. I may be getting them confused, but regardless. Yeah, haters, money is evil and dangerous. There you go. Yeah. So you just don't want it. Which or, is kind of true, actually. Whether <laughs> well, the love. Yeah. Right? yeah the, the hater just leads it to it too much. Probably. Yeah. 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 So anyhow, just yeah. be honest with yourself. That's the message yeah. here. Be honest with yourself. Um, the second thing that he said, I want to kind of move to the next thing that stood out to me. Um, and it's a quote by Dave Ramsey. It says, we buy things we don't need mm. with money we don't have to impress people we don't even like. Yep. I mean, I don't... Yeah. Dave Ramsey, if you're going to watch this podcast later, thank you for that nugget of wisdom. It's incredible. Um, yeah. So uh, those were the two things that stood out to me. And one more um, scripture reference, but I'll get to that in a second because I don't want to... I want to give you guys a chance to talk about this last point. Well, do you, do yeah. you think that... I mean, do you think that's something that you guys have struggled with at all, that, that whole we buy things with money we don't have to impress people we don't even like? You know, is, is that something... Is that something that you'd say you'd fallen into? Because um, I think that's a great phrase, and I, I like the phrase, and I think it's true for a, a lot of people, maybe, or some sure. people. I think that I think that actually there's something deeper than than a, any of this. And I think Pastor Jeremy hit on it a little bit. Yeah. And I think that sometimes people spend and people deal with money in a way that medicates uh, something that's a lot deeper under the surface. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can yeah. be a lack of trust in the Lord. Sure. Sometimes it can be a lack of faith. Uh, but more often than not, I think there's, there's trauma that can happen and people are medicating some, some trauma and some yeah. background stuff through the way that they treat money and they spend money. And so, yeah, I think sometimes it's about impressing people or sometimes it's about, you know, buying the latest stuff so that you fit in and you, you know, you're cool. But I think that also it can be about something that's far deeper and far uh, further under the surface mm-hmm. than that. No, that's a good point. I think J.O. said it like this. He says, it's, uh, you play the comparison game. Hmm. That's, I think, what he said verbatim. Um, so you, you, 
you buy things and you, you're just doing it to compare because you play this comparison game. Oh, I want to be, as you say, right? I want to be on the latest trends or I want to be, sure. I want to have the latest Jordans or I want to have the coolest iPhone or whatever it is for you. Um, I think that's kind of what that is. And you were, to answer your question though, do we, do I feel like I fall into that? Um, personally, I don't, I don't feel like I do. Um, I'll just kind of share with you my philosophy and not that it's right at all. But for me, um, I, I take a lot of pride in, um, the things that I have only mm-hmm. because I feel like I honor God through them. And so when I take good care of the things that he's entrusted me with, mm. they show honor to him yeah. in that way. So for example, I'm, I have a, for those of you that are interested in musicians, please actually, that we're leading into, I have a huge need for musicians here in the church. So I'm yeah. shameless plug. Episode if you're a three. musician, there it is. There it is. Boom. <laughs> no, there it is. Let, let's land on that for a second. Seriously. Okay, if there are any musicians out okay. there that are, that are listening to this, I want to oh, yeah. give you, I want to give oh, you thanks, the, the time you need to do this. If you're a musician and you're yeah. in the Modesto area and you are involved in Shelter Cove in any way, shape or form, yeah. we need to hear from you. Like, let please. us know. Um, call yeah. into the office or send us an email. Uh, it's always going to be our first uh, initial and our last name at inthecove.com. Yes. Um, so make sure you, you get in touch with someone here at the church. Let us know if you play an instrument because, man, that yeah. is a huge need right now. Dude, thank you. We have an awesome worship team. Yeah. Vic, you do an incredible job oh, with it. Thank you. Um, but, man, we, we need more we yeah. need more musicians to help us with that, right? Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, yes, we do. So what I was going to say was, is that um, for those of you that are interested, the guitar, the acoustic guitar that I play every week, it's particularly expensive. We don't need to get into the price of it now, but the reason why I spent that much money, and it was a big point of contention between my wife and I, <laughs> it spent a lot of months. I bet it was. Uh, yes, it was. It was a, a lot of deliberation, a lot of um, careful, intentional thought. Um, but when we bought it, uh, the, I think the thing, the last um, conversation I had with her about it was that... Um, I want to honor God, and I have the means to do it in this way, and I think I, I want to do this because it's going to honor God this way, and I have a feeling like I, this is going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life, and I, this is an investment that I want to make. And so every time uh, I go and I play my guitar, I'm, I'm reminded that th- I spent this money not so that I could look cool, not so that it could sound super great, although it does, um, but God. it's so that I could honor him in the best way that I can. And, I, and I'm reminded, too, when they were rebuilding the, ta- the, the, the temple, excuse mm-hmm. me, in the Old Testament, he went through excruciating detail to make sure that every single thing that they did mm-hmm. was of the best quality because it was to honor the Lord. Yeah. So when we come back to we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like, I, I don't. I don't know that I specifically identify with that specifically, um, only because I'm when I do spend, it is a little bit bigger, but it's very intentional, and I come at it with a lot of forethought. Well, dude, so. what a great roadmap for for making a purchase. Like, I feel like you could write that down and look at it every time you're about to make a purchase. Can it, or will the Lord be honored through this purchase in some way, mm-hmm. shape, or form? Yeah, that's probably a pretty good benchmark for making a larger purchase. Sure, it's not always going to apply, you know, yeah. specifically, but it helps kind of reorient to where that money comes from that you can be considering this purchase. You yeah. Know? Um, I do want to say one more thing too, and it was in, I think it's Luke 18, 25, and this is the the story of the rich man. Hmm. And so Jesus mentions, um, it's easier for a camel to enter in through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter into heaven. Um, I do want to say this this disclaimer really quickly because I know that um, so often, uh, a lot of people, you you might be listening to this and you're like, well, I'm actually pretty well off. Does that Hmm. mean I'm not (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to get in to the like to the pearly gates, you know, I'm not going to get accepted. That's not what that means. Um I just wanted to let you know that just because you're rich, don't don't like mm. take from this that you're vilified. Yeah. We're not trying to make an enemy out of you. Like God has blessed you to do that and to have that kind of um equity. I guess that's probably a <laughs> an on the nose term for what we're talking about, but he's given you that yeah. that place in life so that you can go and bless other people. Don't hoard that. Uh, there's something really unique and specific about how God has gifted you um, and how he's, um, I don't know, just endowed you with that gift. Um, and so make sure that you're putting that towards his honor and towards his glory. So that's all I wanted to say. I know that you flipped to it. Were you going to read it or something? I just wanted something? to track along with you. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Doing it, yeah. 1825. Yeah, you're a, that's right. You're kind of on the nose. He, he talks about, Jesus doesn't say, like, it's impossible. He just says it's difficult yeah. and it's easier for a camel. Like, just, it is going to be hard when you have the means to not put your trust in it, right? And to keep your trust in God when mm. you know that yeah. um, the bank account's good. And especially for me, like, I'm absolutely, I didn't get a chance to share, and awkward, but uh, I'm definitely a hoarder for sure. <laughs> like, I definitely like... Um, well, there you go, you to, shared. Yeah, I did. Whew. Boom. 
I don't have to like go back in and like comment on it. Like, hey guys, by the way. Glad we got that um, out of the way. <laughs> I'm as humble as these guys. Look at me. Um, definitely like a hoarder, right? Like I, I know that there's been times where I've worked hard and it's like, okay, I could start to drift a little bit because of that. You know, there's, there's something about being, um, there's something about if you don't have that wealth, the reliance on the Lord, um, it's almost easier to put your eyes on, on the Lord when there's not as much stuff around you, right? Sure. To kind of like direct your gaze. You know what I mean? Like in the missions work I've done, that's absolutely been my experience for people who don't have uh, as much stuff. Mm. You know, it's easier for them to set their eyes and fix their gaze on, on Christ. Yeah. So I think that is, I think you're spot on when you say like, it doesn't mean you're a villain or it's impossible. It right. just means that like you have to be maybe more intentional, maybe. You have to work to, harder to put your trust in him. Sure. That's yeah. point number two, right? You have to work hard, not only physically, but spiritually. There's more work on you to make sure that you're relying on Christ in that way. No, that's a good point. Um, I wanted to say too, as I was in college, I was taking a, a philosophy course and they were talking, I think it was Nietzsche, I think, an atheist philosopher who said, um, Christianity is the religion of the poor. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I mean, that haunted me, obviously still, right? I'm thinking about it to this day. And so, because I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not poor, right? There's a song, if you know, let the poor say that I'm, I'm rich because of what the Lord has done for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, what that, in frame of that specific quote, I, I finally got to a place where I accepted that, you know, if, if Christianity, if this religion is the religion of the poor, then let me be poor. Mm. If this is the religion of the broken, then let me be broken. Let me be the least. If it means that I can be um, in communion with Christ, then you can label me whatever you want to as long as I can be with him. You can call me poor, rich, uh, loser, whatever. Then I'll take that title if that means that I can be with him forever. So yeah, um, I totally yeah. would have if I if if Nietzsche ever said that to me, I would have Jesus juked him and been like, <laughs> "Poor in spirit, let's go." Jesus and I do juke. want to confirm Woo. it was Nietzsche. Was it? Yep. Yeah. Hey, there you go. The That's nihilist. A, did I get the quote correct too? Uh, yeah, it's pretty oh, much there. Uh, Christianity is the type of religion that follows the thinking of slaves and poor people. That's what it is. Then, that dude yeah. is the biggest bummer to probably have ever lived. Well, like, <laughs> hey, but you don't know philosophy. He's hey, a but hold up, though. Bummer. Hold up, though. He's preaching. Look, wise people are not enslaved, right? And so if, if it's slaves, like you were saying earlier, you're always slave to something, whether it's going to be your money or your vices, whatever they may be. But learning and, and reframing your your spiritual life to be enslaved to what Christ is calling you to do and to be broken and to be poor in the things of this world so that you can honor Christ, then call me poor, call me a slave, call me whatever you want to call me. Uh, I'll take it if it means that that's what I I can be uh, partaking in the honor of of knowing Christ. Mm. So anyways, this is a really good tangent to take. But last, we're almost at the end, guys. Listeners, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. The last thing, questions to consider. Nathaniel, take us there. I got you. Come on. Questions to consider. First one, where is your security and trust? That's the, that's the rub, right? That's on, the man. important one to ask. And, and this is not only, this is, a, this is the question that all of us have to ask um, at the end of the day, right? Like we're going yeah. to stand before Christ someday and he's going to be asking like, all right, is your trust in me or, or not? Did yeah. you live life that way? Right. And so this is beyond the area of money, although it absolutely applies um, to it. Yeah. So that's the first question. Any yeah. thoughts on that one? Or I could jump to question two. Um, my thought was honestly, the first thing that bumped for me was mental health. Mm. And that's a whole rabbit hole that we could go down that I don't know that we have time to do today. Um, but where is your security and trust? I feel like, um, a lot of, uh, the bigger mental health emergencies are anxiety disorders. I feel like those are kind of on the rise. And so where is your security and trust? And so putting that filter on that point changed a ton of things for me is, am I, and again, this we don't know that we have time to dive into it the way that it deserves to be, but where's your security and trust? Let's mm-hmm. just leave that there for now because I just feel like that's going to take a lot of time. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Point number two. Unless, number James, two. you have anything, sorry. No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> what are three wise decisions you can make this week in the area of finances? Mm. Did you guys actually, did you guys write things down for this? Well, there was no, I mean, on my... Stone Age paper. There was no room for me to write anything down, but I did. Oh, think that's about, why you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I did. Oh. <laughs> I told you I was like, a no, bad I person. I couldn't write anything down because there was no room on hey, the paper. But there, <laughs> I already, I already told you I was a bad person, so we got that covered. Oh, right. You should have known. Um, no, I did think about it though. Truthfully, I did. Um, one of the things was coffee. Actually, James. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're talking about things that you can give up. Um, 
sacrificially and, and financially, sure. you know, like, hey, I could make lunch from home today mm-hmm. instead of going out and getting a big old fancy lunch. I'm preaching to myself right now <laughs> a little bit. As um, we're nearing the lunch hour here, uh, like, man, I'm mm. starting to get hungry. But yeah. that's that was one of the things that I thought of. Was Starbucks, that was the first thing. Not that I'm particularly addicted. I don't, for those of you that know, I'm not addicted to coffee. I don't actually drink coffee. I know it's probably a sin. I shouldn't have said that on the podcast, but here we are. Well, well I'll pray for you later. It's yeah, right. thanks, yep. James. Yeah, I got you. Um, Starbucks, I know, is a big thing for people. Um, believe it or not, actually, the, fr- the other thing that came to mind just now was subscriptions. Yeah. A lot of mm-hmm. people have ghost subscriptions so where huge. you just know that, like, well, actually, that's the point. You don't know. You yeah. don't know that they're there, but you've set them up at one point, and they're just recurring, yep. and they're taking money. You know, and so that was probably another thing that I was thinking about. Um, and then eating out, those were the three for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Eating out featured in my list as well. Yep. Um, we've just been in a crazy season and it's busy. And, yeah. you know, it's it's been one of those things that it's easier when you get home at night just to be thinking, oh man, let's just order something or let me yeah. go pick something mm-hmm. up. Um, and that's not that's not conducive to the budget. It's not going to help us be better givers. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing on the list for us. Reassessing where the money is going. I don't know that we have a complete idea of our subscriptions. Right, oh, to, sure. to give you know, yeah, piggyback off of that a little bit, yeah. Uh, and so I think we need to go through and make sure we're aware of of everything that's um, yeah. that's going on, and uh, probably can, some things that we need to cancel. Truthfully, can I add something there really yeah, quickly? So, uh, so my wife and I, Erica, I love you. If you're going to watch this back later, you're the best. Um, she and I sat down one evening and um, we signed up for an app called Rocket Money. Have you guys heard of this before? Yeah. Yeah, we got ads for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So as actually, I skipped, but yeah, the no, five no, for, seconds I saw were pretty good. One hundred percent. So let me let me tell oh, you. Oh, this is one of those things that will like analyze your statement and tell yes. you what the subscriptions are. Hear me out, though. You can actually cancel them from within the Rocket Money app, so that you're not having to go to every single site and cancel them. That is kind of it. Nuts, actually, really actually. worked out for yeah. us really nicely. So they can give you the runaround. Yeah, honestly, they can. So it was really nice for us, and it worked out really well. So I know you saw, you might have seen ads for it through your yeah. Instagram or Facebook feeds. Well, and I had no idea that they sponsored the podcast. So <laughs> yeah, use code Victor12 <laughs> oh my for gosh, 12%. No. <laughs> Don't do that. I was going to say that. We're not sponsored by them, but just just yeah. a, a, a quick blush over the point that like there are things out there that exist to help you do exactly yeah. that, that so that totally. you're not having to like dread the idea of like, man, now I got to go and remember passwords to get into these things oh, and yeah. do all that. Um, so anyway, that exists, but continue. So you're talking about subscriptions, eating out, and... Yeah, and I think the the last one is probably just coffee. reassessing our... Oh. <laughs> no, no, it's not on the table. Uh, reassessing how much we're currently giving. Huh? Um, it's been a minute since we've looked at what our, our giving amount is. We've been at our tithe level for a little while. Um, we're on the journey of generosity. Um, Good for you guys. Yeah, yeah and so we're, we're at that tithe level. Um, we want to be at tithe plus, though. We want to be giving more. And to be able to do that, there's probably some things, like you said, those subscriptions we got to shave. But yeah. I think we're probably, if we're being honest with ourselves, yeah. we're in a position where we could tithe plus. Mm. Um, but we just haven't pulled the trigger yet. And, yeah. and we're probably living in a little bit of that comfortability um, rather than kind of seizing the moment in order to say, okay, sacrificial was the word you used. Yeah. Um, what, what, what are we going to give up so that we can be better givers here? And sure. I think that those were the three things that really popped up. Yeah. In my mm-hmm. mind, when Pastor Jeremy asked that question, yeah, Natty B, you to be moving to ten point one percent tithing. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be like, oh, that's a plus right there. Listen, man, whatever yeah. it takes. Yeah, that's right. It's not that amount, but it's the heart. Um, I think our three. One of them, uh, we just started doing. Like my wife and I just started doing. Uh, I said earlier, I'm a hoarder for sure. Mm. Uh, but I'm also like a baby spender in that, like a baby. I spender? won't buy big stuff, but I will buy a billion little things. Like. Ah. Oh, okay. I won't go out and buy a PlayStation 5 because you can't, but I won't go out and buy a PlayStation 5, but I will buy a PlayStation 5's worth of like Red Bulls, like, or like <laughs> okay. McDonald's, right? So like it, it will, and it will add Dude, up really fast. You really shouldn't drink that much Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Like illustration <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and exaggeration, so, hopefully. Yeah. Well, okay. um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. Derailed. I, uh, a doctor. This is where you go from I there. I should go to the doctor. Yeah, I should. I really should. Oh but um, where was, what was I saying? He's I was saying a that. bunch so, of little things. So the self-control of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. here's the exact amount of money I have to spend yeah. on whatever I want to spend, but it is limited, right? Pull out the cash. Like Dave Ramsey is a big fan of using cash as opposed to credit cards, right? And, sure. and all that kind of mm. stuff. So 
So that's been one. So that's kind of like a step we're already taking or a way we're already have thought through. Yeah. We definitely want to go back and kind of like look at our giving as well. And um, something that's been on like my wife and my heart, I don't think I said that right, but like is absolutely like giving back to this church, uh, giving back to God through this church because we absolutely believe in the mission and the vision, but also then kind of looking at, okay, who are some of our friends in the missions field that might be um, serving God that way that we can, in addition to our our local church giving, also support. And so we've been thinking about doing that for a while. I think we just got to sit down and do it. Yeah, sure. And then, um, yeah, we're also looking at kind of where our money is going and, and following a budget. We we started off our marriage without a budget, just going crazy and <laughs> not having thought of how we landed on those seven types of people. And, yeah. you know, my wife who probably is a spender um, and then me as a hoarder, like that mismatch and like no yeah. budget to, to help us with our guardrails. Right. And so yeah. we, um, yeah, got to kind of button up some things here. So those are like kind of our three steps. That's yeah. Great. Dude, thank you for um, both of you, and I guess um, for yeah, just sharing your guys' heart and being honest and um, being able to just and we're, we're people too. I think that's another thing I want to iterate through all this, right? Like, yeah. although we're on staff at a church, it doesn't mean that we have it all together. Like, we're mm-hmm. still people that go through everyday things that deal with everyday life. We have to drive mm-hmm. down the same streets that you drive down. We have to go to the same places for lunch that you probably go to. We're we're still here experiencing the same things that you guys are. So, guys, Modesto, Modesto. Hey, listen, wisdom and money. Man, what an incredible message that kind of moves us to being able to, uh, as you were saying earlier, get into some really practical steps about how to honor God with our finances. And so yeah. I'm looking forward to next week, which is uh, communication with friendships. Yeah. Yep. Friendships. I think it's friendships. It's not relationships. I think it's friendships. Friendships. It's friendships. But yeah. it's not friends, the show, but it is friendships. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm just going to watch an episode of Friends. <laughs> That's not how sermons work. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that one. Um, just some next steps, I guess, for, for if you're looking for a next step out of this sermon. Oh, sure. um, there are things coming up in the fall that we'll keep you guys kind of aware of, but um, there will be another money-related group. Um, oh, so we've just cool. got Ooh, this is like through. a sneak peek, like yeah, podcast this exclusive. Is, uh, uh, yeah, no one else is kind Ooh. of out there on this yet, but uh, there will be another money group. Uh, so we've just done Financial Peace University and some really cool nice. stories of what God is doing that we're hoping to share out I of I love that. that name, Financial Peace, like how to be at peace in your finances. Yeah, yeah. And it's a Dave Ramsey's thing, been mm-hmm. doing it for years, and so it's a great program. Um, I don't know that it'll be that exact one in the fall. It might be a different one, um, but either way, we'll be doing a, a money class or a money uh, group in the fall. And then also there'll be another estate planning uh, workshop coming up in the oh, fall as well. And so we just did our first estate planning, talking about living trusts uh, and kind of initiating that uh, here at the church. And so that'll there'll be another one of those coming up in the fall to look out for. But those are a couple of real easy steps on how you can start thinking about uh, being wise with money and, and taking some steps towards that. So oh, a couple dude. of sneak peeks for you. Hey, that's smashing. Nice. I figured you'd appreciate smashing. that from yes, thank Mr. You. UK. Over yeah, no, yeah, smashing. <laughs> Terribly good. Yes. <laughs> smashing. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, listen, if this was edifying for you, please mm. make sure that you go and watch the sermon. Send this to a friend. Um, I'm sure that it would bless them just as much as it's blessing you if yeah. you're going to share it with them. So thank you guys for tuning mm. in. We'll see you guys next Monday. Thanks for coming. Bye. 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 <laughs>